everyone, and welcome to another One Mic Session on the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Good to be back. I haven't done a One Mic in a little while. Um, I've been head down with you know, bringing out some great guests to the podcast, but I've also been finishing up and getting ready to launch my second children's book. So a little plug for that, The Magically Magnificent Mysterious Mind. It's all about a positive mindset, happiness, making choices, um, and, and some of the different ways to to do that and really to help kids and hopefully the adults reading it with them um, to have a better, better positive mindset. So that comes out February 22nd, 2022. Um, it'll be on Amazon. But I've been working a lot on that and, and putting some time in it. And that's really what sparked this episode and really what I've been doing the last month, which is a social media detox and I did it back in 2020, and you can go back and listen to that one, Mike, of the things I learned. And it was really interesting to me as I've, I kind of sat through and observed throughout the month and took some notes and, and thought of how different it was from 2020 to 2022. And I'm just a different person. I've grown. I've changed. I, I, I've evolved. Obviously, the world has changed a ton as well because January 2020 uh, was way different um, than where we are today. So I wanted to go do another social media detox, and I kind of thought about it in December. I said, you know, this might be a good opportunity because what I felt was I was getting back into the rigors of having to be on social media and having to post, and which is important to, to a point, I guess, with if I'm trying to promote the podcast or blog or children's books or all the other stuff I'm doing – I don't have a big following. I'm not a known name out there. So unfortunately, that's one of the ways I have to, you know, kind of get out there. I got to put content out. I got to share my message and my voice um, with the world. But what I felt, and maybe for y'all listening in, you might do the same thing, is I started to spend a few extra minutes on there. And then a few extra minutes, I would scroll a little bit. I would kind of see what else is going on in the world. Some was beneficial because I like to, you know, read different stories. I like to learn what's going on. But some of it was just kind of the mindless scrolling. And I was kind of getting tired of that. Um, And I had to catch myself. Um, And I already had parameters around my social media um, consumption. I put a 30-minute timer every day on social media. Unfortunately, there were several days where, you know, that notification would pop up, hey, 30 minute timers up and I could hit ignore and say, well, give me 15 more minutes or forget it for the rest of the day. So those instances were starting to happen. And anyways, long story short, I said, all right, I'm going back to a social media detox. January is a great month for it. Um, I was taking my son to Disney the first week of January. I knew that um, I had a bunch of other stuff going on with this book and otherwise. So I said, you know what? This is a great month. Let's take off it and uh, and let's let's learn from it and let's see you know where you can go forward after the month is over. So I wanted to share just a couple. Um, you know, I kind of narrowed down. I like to narrow to a short list. So I narrowed down to five things that I learned this month, and and it's just really important, um, you know, for myself, at least I sit a lot in thought. I try to, you know, take notes. Part of it's because I blog and, you know, I write and stuff. So, you know, having those moments where I can kind of sit and let my mind wander is when I come up with some of these. So it was really important as I went through the month to, you know, start thinking about some of these different things I'm learning. What am I learning from the detox? Because if I don't learn anything, 
I'm going to go back to my old ways. So here's five things I've learned, and I'll share a little deeper insight on each uh, that may be helpful for y'all. One, there's happiness in silence. And this is something I've been a big believer on with uh, my new morning routine that I started uh, probably more than six months ago, and I guess now, maybe in the late summer, uh, is sitting and not, not being on the phone and just you know observing and letting my mind wander. Um, you know, you, you could call it stillness. You can call it something else. Um, that's what I refer to it as. It's just a, you know, kind of in silence, nothing going on. I'm not worrying about other things. I'm just sitting there and, you know, letting myself be. Um, and it's so difficult in this world, as we all know, with, you know, notifications going off and uh, you're getting alerts and, you know, everyone wants to get a hold of you at times or you have work you have to get done or, you know, and everything in between. Finding those moments where I can just sit and not worry. Some of that is where I like to go on a walk. Um, but generally, like when I go on a walk, I like to listen to a podcast interview. It's a good chance to kind of get away and listen And as I'm walking around. So I really find I have a, a spot in my house where I get my coffee in the morning and I just sit um, and I think. And I let, you know, the ideas just flow out. I let just, you know, maybe things that have been on my mind, I kind of think through them. So I think it's really important um, that we learn to, uh, you know, to find silence because I think there really is happiness in silence. Um, And with our world today, we don't get a chance to have that exposed as much. The second thing is that fear is the great barrier separating worry and anxiety from action and progress. And as I think over a lot of the things that I've wanted to do in the past and maybe stumbled or, or didn't go forward with, um, or maybe only got half-baked and look at what I'm trying to do now and, and all the chances I'm taking on myself and all the things I'm putting out there, I really feel this kind of the the, the gap, the, the chasm, I don't know if that's the right word to use, the barrier um, is, is fear, right? And we have all this anxiety, all the worry about what happens, and it's really because there's fear there for some reason of what others are going to think about us, you know, how the world's going to view us, you know, we, are we going to get fail? Are we going to fail? Are we going to get rejected? All these things that go through our head, but they're all prior to actually doing something. We don't know what's going to happen. We make it up in our head. As I always like to quote the great Stoic philosopher Seneca, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. We haven't even done it yet, but yet we're thinking of all the ways it's not going to work for us. Instead of the mindset of why can't it work for us? Let's go put it out in the world. Let's see what happens. How is it going to make me a better person, make me happier? Because it's something I want to do. So changing the mindset on it allows for action, which ultimately leads to progress. So we don't know what's going to happen. We just have to give ourselves that opportunity to at least see if it's going to work or not. And I think that's the great thing about life. If it works, awesome. Keep moving forward. If it doesn't, learn from it and then go in a different direction. Who cares? Think of all the things. I mean, you could take anyone that you'd like to um, observe or read about or maybe that's been an influence to you over your life. They've all failed. Now, you may not always hear about it, but they've all failed in the background. Um, I always like the Maybe a great point to make is uh, James Dyson, for anyone that uses Dyson vacuums. You know, he had over 5,000 
different tries, different uh, calculations, different um, configurations, maybe is the best word, before he actually came up with the the vacuum that he took to market. Think about that, 5,000. And I think it was over about a five-year period. You've got to give yourself that chance to fail. And ultimately, that'll get you over the fear um, and get you to to actually take action and, and progress forward. So that's number two. Number three, it's more important to be loved by a few than liked by a thousand. And I and I love this. Um, you know, Kevin Kelly has a great uh, blog article. Um, I, I post regularly. I think it was from like ten years ago, but just about you know your thousand true fans. Like you don't have to have everyone in the world love what you do or buy your stuff or what have you. You just need a small group of those super fans. And that's how I look at even someone like myself on a smaller scale. I, I want the dozen people around me that, that love who I am, love what I put out in the world, love you know how I am as a person, and we have a mutual respect. I would rather be loved by those than just kind of like by, yeah, someone likes my post that I don't even know who it is or maybe shares it out. That's always nice too. But there's not that relationship, that connection, you know, that, that um, understanding of belonging, I think is so valuable in our world today and having those close knit connections with people. So, you know, this is something I've learned from, from sitting in thought with not being on social media. I didn't need to have the likes and the shares and, and all of that stuff. It was important to get a text message from a friend or hang out with someone. That was the most relevant thing and, uh, and, and I think is really important for us. Um, you know, so again, think about the people around you. you know, have you texted them lately? Have you seen how they're doing? Maybe people that you really care about, but because our lives get busy and things go on, maybe you haven't connected with them. Be the one to, to make the outreach. Be the one to say hello. It's okay. They're probably thinking the same thing, and maybe they got distracted. They have a lot going on in their life. Maybe they need to hear from you. Um, So maybe today's the day, as you listen to this, that you say, you know, let me go text that person um, because it might be one of those days that's really important for them to hear from you. Number four, when we become disengaged with the natural world, there's an underlying pain we need to address. And I thought about this as much as I you know, preach happiness and I think, you know, fulfillment in life and and we need to be doing all these things to get to that point. There's a lot of days that I'm depressed, that I don't feel good, that I'm questioning what I'm doing. You know, there's, that happens all the time. But what I find for myself at least, and especially over the last handful of years, is that when I step away, when I'm sitting in thought in the morning, when I go for walks, when I'm, you know, playing golf, whatever, when I'm outside, or when I'm, when I'm at least with myself, um, you, know, like, you know, the natural world as I'm calling it, um, I feel better. I'm more energized. I can think. I can let my ma- mind expand. I can collect my thoughts. Um, and it also ultimately gets me back to equilibrium. What happens is when we disengage from that and we're only in the digital world, when we're only like, what's everyone else going, you know, doing? Oh, they're doing this. Wow, that sounds cool. Why am I not doing that? Why am I not good enough? We start getting in that digital world, that scrolling, we start to get disengaged. And ultimately, um, there's a pain there. There's a reason we're doing that. We're trying to get away from something. We're trying to tap into something for whatever reason we're not getting in our natural world. I think that's a great thing to sit and explore. Why do we need social media? 
I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's a useful tool. I've connected with so many great people through social media, so I'm not knocking it. I just think there's a way that uh, we can look to control it because ultimately being with ourselves, being in you know kind of a, a state where um, we're exposed to thinking and we're exposed to uh, what might be uncomfortable thoughts but can ultimately get us forward um, is really important. And we can't just go into kind of binge mode on social media to get away from those emotions. We have to address them straight on um, and ultimately be okay with them and then try to improve. So I just think that's important. The natural world is something I'm thinking a lot more about, right? Putting the phone down, going out, actually being um, engaged um, in this beautiful world that we have versus sitting on the digital world all the time. Um, and, and that kind of spans to my fifth point. You know, We have a choice with how we spend our time. We control the narrative. Don't let the noise suggest otherwise. And we all know this. We can control how much time we spend on social media. We can control if we're scrolling or not. We can control even the message we're putting out. Are we being negative in our comments or are we posting positive stuff? Um, are we engaging and help being helpful versus the opposite? So I think we have to look at the opportunities that we have and make the choices that are best for us. And, and, and I think this is a great question we can ask ourselves is like, where do, I, our, where do our priorities lie? Where do we want to put our time? Because if it's in another project, if it's in hanging out with certain people, um, being more engaged, well, then make that a priority. And put down the other stuff that is really becoming a distraction. And we're quote unquote busy, but the reality is we're really not. And I think, you know, it goes back to what I just mentioned a minute ago is like, think about who we're following. So let's say we are on social media, and this is something I've really thought a lot about. Who do I follow? What's the message they're putting out? Is that the message that I want to hear and see and be involved with? May like the people as as they are and have no problem with them. But if I don't like the message they're putting out, if I don't think it's constructive or helpful for me and my mindset, then they might not be the people I need to follow or engage with. So think about that. Um, think about who you're following and, uh, and how you're engaging with them. And then the last, you know, kind of question for, for all of us out there, again, if you, if you've listened through this and you're still with me, um, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I spent a lot of time on social media or I haven't been as productive with it. Think about what you've really missed out on. You know, I think about the last, you know, 31 days that I haven't been on social media. What have I really missed out on? You know, the biggest thing for me is there's a handful of people that I really enjoy following. I enjoy their content. Um, I enjoy their thought process and how they go through things. Um, and I miss that content. I miss that opportunity uh, to see what's been going on in their world and, and you know how thoughtful they've been because that helps me think differently too. That's probably the biggest thing I've missed out on. But I, I'm not, I mean, I could think about the hundreds or thousands of you know posts that I've scrolled through. I don't remember any of them. You know, let's say that I went through in December. What's the point? So what are we really missing out on by being off of social media or at least being off there for a period of time that's way less than maybe how much we're spending right now. So that's what we have to think about is like social media is not bad, but we have to be back in control 
we have to control the narrative versus the opposite of just saying, hey, I have no, you know, I have five minutes before this meeting, let me just jump on social media. Why? Let's sit and pause. Is there something else productive that I could be doing? So I'm going to challenge everyone. Um, I, I have, you know, I always like to challenge on these things and because I think that's important, uh, maybe to have that accountability. So here's two challenges. You can do both of them or you can just do one or the other. One is if you don't have a timer on social media apps, you know, and if you have an iPhone, Android has this as well, but go to your settings. Um, you can set your screen time parameters. I put 30 minutes um, per day. You might change it. Um, your call. But if you don't have a timer on and you feel like you're spending a lot of time on there, I would at least put some box around how much time you should be spending per day on social media um, and on those various apps that, that you spend time on. The second challenge is do a detox yourself. Now, I'm not saying do it for a whole month. You certainly can. I think you would get a huge amount of enjoyment out of it, especially once you get past that one week mark. Um, if you listen to my one from 2020, that was really where the biggest challenge was, was that one week mark. Um, but I think that's the, uh, that's the thing to consider is like, okay, do I need to do a whole, you know, 30, 31 days? Maybe not, but do it for three days. If you go on social media all the time, take three days, go off of it, put your phone away and just sit and think. And those moments when, because you will have those moments where you're like, oh, let me pull up the app. Don't do it. And you can even lock that down, by the way, with the screen time and just not have it, you know, just have no time. But delete the apps, whatever you have to do. But use that time to sit. Be, be involved with the natural world, maybe a little more than you have been in the past. Sit in thought. Go for a walk. Maybe even jot down some notes what's going through your head. I promise you I've done this multiple times it will be a huge help for you. It will make you happier. It will make you think differently. And it will make you reprioritize what's important in your life and what are the things that you really want to accomplish, the people that you really want to spend time with and help you go in that direction more. There's a lot of distractions in this world. There's a lot of things we could be doing, but there's only a, a you know, short amount of time that we could be doing things. Figure out the things that are most important for you. I'll use the, the, the cliche phrase, the things that fill you up. Go do more of those. Make 2022 and 2023 and beyond. Make a point to say, I have only so much time. It's precious. Let me do the things that really are going to make an impact for me and the people that I you know spend time with. And maybe the world, if you want to change the world or do ever. But you might not be that far. You might not even want to do that. How do you make yourself happy? Start there and then let it expand um, as you go forward. So hopefully um, this is helpful for everyone, especially as not just think about social media, but just in general about life and some of the different ways that you can look at um, reprioritizing and, and restructuring ultimately to lead you um, to a better spot of happiness. So thanks again for listening in. Um, I always enjoy the feedback if you have any. Go ahead and uh, connect with me on social media. Go to my website, brianondraco.com, and you know, drop a note there in the contact form. And uh, I'll look forward to uh, connecting with you all soon. Have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.